Hello, and welcome to Going Off Track. Hello. Hi. Jonah, who's here? <laughs> hey. Today the, I'm joined by... Oh, you're always joined by I'm, me. Well, not always. Sometimes I miss shows. Conjoined. We are conjoined by Stephen and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. Yeah. Oh. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. I can do it. <laughs> that way that way, we don't screw up the pronunciation of your last name, oh, which right. we're all I, trying I, to avoid. It's, uh, I'm Frank Iero. See? Iero. <laughs> I wouldn't have done Iero. that. No. Is, is that for it, real? Yeah. I think that's actually the the correct pronunciation of like when they first came over. It was uh, supposed to be a, a Yero kind of thing. But then uh, somehow it turned into Iero, which is how my my family now pronounces it. And then my professional name is Frank Lero. So. I thought your oh. name was Frank Lero for a while when I worked at AP because a capital I, you never see a capitalized I. It looks like an L. I guess. But then why would it be lowercase? lowercase? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. But you, you're in the same boat as uh, anybody I've ever signed a contract with. <laughs> so it's the same. Like that, that dude owes some taxes somewhere. I don't know. Frank, Frank Lero is in trouble. He's a real deadbeat, that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> he just signs shit and then never pays anybody. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked since you uh, played one of our live shows. I did. Yeah, that was, really fun. That was awesome. And no, thank you for having immediately me. Immediately put up on YouTube, you're performing and gazillions of hits. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I kind of almost feel like that was the uh, that was the beginning of of this crazy ride over the past year uh, of like you know finishing a record and and then uh, signing it and then starting a band and 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 doing this. Now, you, like you guys were, I think you guys were had your ear to the ground on it <laughs> first. You guys were. You so know. you're giving us credit. I, I, th- I feel like you, I think, t- you, know, make, okay. you, you were making taste. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know if, if you heard, heard someone talking really loudly during the beginning of your performance. Um, I hope you didn't. But um. some girls came up to me like right when we started playing and started talking to me so loud. And I was like, and she thought I was Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> she literally was wow. like, oh, I love the tipping point, all this stuff. And I was like, you're at like my live podcast like how do you a not know who i am i've been talking yeah. and why are you talking while someone's just started performing like an acoustic song and i had to like be like i can't talk to you right now and i was like then i came later i was like and i'm not malcolm gladwell he's like 30 years older than me it's p.s yeah yeah and the thing is it's happened before yeah i've got yeah. i just got but i know malcolm and he wouldn't want to talk to you either <laughs> you are the tipping point please fuck off yeah. um so yeah so you is so you perform that song and then yeah. um yeah, is the record out yet, or is it, it about actually, to come out? Yeah, it comes out uh, on the 25th of August. 25th yeah. of August. Right okay. Funny thing about that song is I actually um, I went down to Nashville uh, last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. And uh, they had the Summer Nam show there. And uh, Epiphone had a private party, so they asked me to come down and do a couple of songs. And I played that song at, at this, like, uh, you know, Nashville country-type bar with, like, it was, like, a bunch of people from, from Epiphone, like, uh, like I'm gonna say, 25 really drunk Japanese guys, and then like a few bartenders. And I played a song, and everybody was like, "Ah!" Oh, they clapped, and they started to play that song, and everybody just started to talk really loud. <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, something about this song. Everyone fucking hates this song. <laughs> they just want to talk over. It. They just were like, oh, this. I, I like this song. I want to. I want to discuss something. They're talking with you. about the song. Yeah, while yeah, it's happening. Loudly. That's They're telling yeah. people they look like people they don't look like. Exactly. Yeah. It makes you like rem- remember other people that you should be talking to, but it's not that person. <laughs> so is there a full? So you're playing with Jared Alexander? Or? Uh, he played actually. He he did the the tracks on the record. Okay. And uh, but for the for the live show, I put a band together. It's uh myself, uh Rob Rob Hughes, who is actually in Leathermouth with me, um, uh, Matt Olson. Uh, plays drums and Evan Nestor plays uh, guitar. He's actually my brother-in-law, which is pretty exciting. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Go through like the as you said the roller coaster of the past year because I yeah I think that's a, an apt description. <laughs> it has been. Uh, I feel like I've been so busy. Like um, I did. I, I wrote and, and recorded a record by myself and uh, with actually help from my friend Ed, who's in over there. And quiet, uh, Ed. <laughs> uh, you don't have a mic. <laughs> Quiet down, Ed. Um, yeah, so we we did the record uh, at his studio, uh, North End, and I did some stuff at home. And then once that came out, I put out uh, I put out a seven inch, like shortly after I finished uh, some of the main tracks of the record. With an incredible cover, by the way. Oh, thank you very th- much. Well, thank you for sending it to me. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> uh, I did that, and then uh, and then I I did a, a song with my kids. I put that out. Uh, and that, that was, that was pretty crazy that I, I was very excited to, to have like my, 
my four-year-olds and, and my two-year-old, he was actually one at that point, uh, put out a record by them. Like, I thought that was that was pretty cool. So I'm looking, I was really excited about that. Wait, the, like you recorded them? Uh, yeah, like they sing on the song. And so, and we put the, the record out together. So like if you, like you can go on YouTube, uh, iTunes and like buy it. And then all the proceeds from the record goes to their college funds. It's pretty awesome. And we did a video too. We say, so what are you doing? 529 or UTMAs? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. You have, you know, let's get into it. Just investing in the futures. Yeah. <laughs> Cause one is for college, but what if they don't want to go to college? That's how I feel. Could use it for anything. That's what I said. Yeah. See, right, Jonah? Huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> coffee and cigarettes later on. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but, but like when Elephant, like like when the other band ended, like did mm-hmm. you hit the ground running? Did you feel like I did kind of? Did you feel like uh, all right, let's take a break or like what was that thought process? Like you had because you all because Leathermouth was always happening. You were always right. doing stuff, doing things with uh, James Deweese. Like like that's right. just you, you know? Yeah, there are bands. It's kind of like when people say side projects. Like no, no, I'm in a lot of bands. We do a lot of things. So that's just part of you. So. Was there a moment of reflection or just, okay, on to the next? You know, um, there was, but it wasn't a very long reflection. I, I feel like too, like by the time we kind of told everybody that we were doing it, we, we had really kind of decided to, to not do it. Uh, and then I, I feel like that was a couple of months before we actually announced it. You know, so I kind of, I had my, my time to, to, to think about it and like reflect and stuff. And then it got really crazy because like, um, and people just started like, I, I know, I know the, the band meant a lot to a lot of different people. So like, you know, there was a, a crazy outpour, uh, you know, of, 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 of feelings and stuff like that. But then there was like, it got to the point where like, I felt like a lot of media outlets that weren't really nice to us while we were around then started to like be like oh they were look oh they were the greatest thing and then like just sell like you know magazine covers with old pictures on it so that kind of bummed me out <laughs> that, it just felt weird and i, I kind of thought about that but yeah, yeah like you know? sharks circling like oh, exactly. oh okay yeah oh yeah remember we we love these guys like well, no you didn't <laughs> you, were, you were really mean you know <laughs> so uh so that also i guess forced me into just you know i i can't even uh i can't dwell on on what's going on and i need to like just keep busy were there always songs like like even like recording with my cam were you always writing songs on your own did they did your songs come Mm -hmm. to the table did you have things that like well i have this for me later um i don't know i i i I think it's weird like whatever i would write i would always just bring to the band because i feel like they have this like weird like reserve of Mm -hmm. songs just i don't know didn't feel right but like of course there's certain things that you write that don't work for for that band so mm-hmm. you know you use them for say like that's why Leathermouth came about or like you know other random metal bands that i, I did with friends and stuff <laughs> like that you know like certain you just you need an outlet to get those things out but for the most part you know uh i, I'm, I was very monogamous with with my uh with my my writing <laughs> you know so when i listened to Leathermouth, my first thought was i hope his voice is okay after this <laughs> song because he sounds like he's hurting himself i, I was a bit i was a bit hoarse for a while God. it must be so cool to record though like with your friends and like on your own i mean i imagine it's so different from recording with like howard benson or something like that like that must yeah. be such a crazy to have both of those experiences yeah you know i, I was very into uh to being able to do things in the incorrect way you know what i mean like i feel like when, when you when you go into a, like a major studio with somebody that's that has you know a lot of clout or has a lot of history with things and you know you you say like oh I want to try something like this and they're like well that no that's incorrect you you know we don't do that and then you can't be like well why is it incorrect like I want to I want to do it and then be like well who are you <laughs> kind of you know what I mean like you get that a lot and like uh, not not anybody in particular I you know I was very gen- um, fortunate to get to to work with some amazing people but you know uh, at times there's that that butting of heads where it's like no you know ultimately my name's gonna be on this record too and it needs to be done correctly. You know, so when realize there was a book that says what's correct. That's kind of weird to me. I mean, you know, I figured a producer would be like, yeah, fuck it. Try it. You're paying me. What do I care? Like, like get it together. You know, some do some, some don't. Weird. I'm sure, you know, weird. this is a classic. I was just having this conversation with Theron here about it's like, you know, bands after they built the reputation, they can get away with, they can get away with breaking the rules or dictating <clears throat> how to do things wrong you know right. and uh but there's also that one thing that you where, can't get there without yeah. you know 
you know, I feel like you hit, you hit this, you could either do that, right? Or you've gotten to that level and then you're scared to not be at that level anymore. So you are scared to not do things a certain way. Right. You know, well, then you, you keep you know breaking I mean? the same rules. Exactly. Which yeah. I feel is really. Hello, Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I feel like that's, that's the, the major problem that we're all dealing with, like in that industry, right? It was like, uh, you know, stuff's not making the money anymore. So people are scared to try anything new because if they try anything new and it fails, then they won't make that money back. So they want to keep doing the same things, but nobody cares about the same thing anymore. And the only thing that's going to break through is if you try something new. So we're like in this weird circle, yeah. you know? So uh, I just felt like, well, if I'm going to do this, like I'm just going to fall flat on my face because I want to, I'm going to do it differently, you know? And, and if it succeeds, great. If it, if it doesn't, at least I gave it a fucking try. You know? It seems like it, it. It doesn't. No one's innovating. Well, I mean, some are, you yeah. know, and some people are just. I feel like I. I feel like people are really scared to to innovate. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's a it, it's it's hard to take a, a risk when the the payoff isn't there. Mm. You know, uh, and nobody has the 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 money or, or the time to to spend on on doing things differently anymore. You know, you kind of have to like grab and go and you want to make the best decisions you possibly can on the spot. I think people also forget that that is your job. You know, that's how you make a living. Yeah. That, well, that, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's, that's the killer, right? Yep. You know, that is the art killer, uh, at a point where it's like, oh shit. Like I could go off and do something batshit crazy, but you know, I also have a family to feed. So like people get scared about that. You know, I never forget uh, my kids. I I don't care if they eat. (laughs) They're fine. Yeah. They're, they're, Live off they're that from an bet. Italian family. There's food. <laughs> they're there, there's, there's so much food, and it's a Tuesday. <laughs> it's fine. You can go to a wedding and eat for a year. <laughs> but I remember there was Jeff Rickley who was I think, might have written something about it. Like, um, yeah, people think I made so much money in Thursday. Yeah. We were on a major label. We did all kinds of great stuff. But some record. But no, like <laughs> this is how much you don't clear. This is Seriously. How much, this is what I made. It was very transparent about it. It was awesome. Well, and now we're making bank in the United Nations. So there you go. It's a totally different story. Yeah, it's the suit you're wearing that's really, yeah. I mean, you don't have to yeah, show it I off. Know, I know. But don't show it off. Don't be in my face about it. Playing Madison Square St. Vitus. <laughs> Cashmere sucks. <laughs> so, so, so now you're like, you're doing your thing and writing songs. How do you know in your head, you know, what's going to be, Leathermouth, like when you mm-hmm. write with James, uh, forgive me, what was the name of the project with James? Uh, Death Spells. Death Spells, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is that true collaboration? Do you each bring stuff to the table? Yeah. Uh, well, with Death Spells, I mean, you know, every band's different, but like with Death Spells, uh, that usually just starts off with with a beat, and then we kind of go back and forth making like sound collages and stuff, and then for the most part, like I let him go in and then finally mix it, and then I'll I'll do all vocals on it and. Sometimes there's like come a, there's a couple of little guitar things I'll throw in there. It's gotta but, be crazy just watching James work. Oh, it's ridiculous. I have a video of him. Prodigy. <laughs> I would love to see it. He's out of his yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I might have one here. I don't know if it'd be good for it. <laughs> Videos on podcasts, always a win. It works well, right? Yeah, always yeah, it's a win. It's, <laughs> I love watching him work. I feel like I see you um, uh, perform every day because my children are fascinated by the Yo Gabba Gabba Christmas episode. Oh, nice. They're fascinated by Yo Gabba Gabba in general. I am as well. Uh, <laughs> What's well, a wonderful show. And it to really play is. on it had to be huge. What was, was the Christmas episode about? Um, well, they just did a Christmas episode, but every show has the Super Music Friends show and they always get a band to play. Okay. And uh, you guys, re- and I love it when they have to do this. You were billed as MCR. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like the shiny toy guns were the shinies. <laughs> and the killers had just listed the names of the guys in the band because oh, it's a kid's yeah. show, so they can't that's do anything. So funny. So it was great. And uh, just the, to be able to see that costume shop was pretty thrilling. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, those those dudes kill it like constantly. I mean, how do they make all that stuff for for like the sets? It, they just do such a fantastic job. They're just genius. And I love how it came out of uh, boy kid shows drive me nuts. We're going to make our own. <laughs> yeah, and they pulled they pulled some of the costumes from the Aquabat show. Mm-hmm. If you saw their old live shows back in the day, yeah, like they were some of the villains and things, which now I think is great. They're that, but I, that that the song "Every Snowflake" is different. Like I have in my head all the time because we play it all the time, and it's such a really great song. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And if you watch the video of it, um, they're all they're all dressed in like snow gear, and then in the background is James Deweese, <laughs> of course, as a Yeti with a giant blue face. Yeah, 
giant cool, blue yeti. Quite frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing drums in that one? Uh, I guess Jared. Yeah, I think Jared okay. Alexander's playing on that. Okay, yeah, right on. yeah. It didn't look like him, but uh, you only ever, I would only ever see him in like tank tops and things. So. Yeah, it got the weird thing too is like you know we had done the the Gerard had done all the costuming for 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 us for the, the kind of drew it out, and uh, when we got I forget whose pants it were. I think it was maybe Jared's and somebody else. They were like the color they ended up doing the pants were like just flesh colored, so it just looked like there was just legs with these knee pads. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was really. Yeah, is that is that something that that you like to look in like when you play with your bands, do you think about the aesthetic? Um, yeah, with certain things, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, uh, you can, you can also drive everyone nuts to a point with that. You know what I mean? Like, cause at the, at the core of it, like it's, it's about the music and, mm-hmm. and what you're doing. But like, I, I, I tend to like, like, a a nice uniform style, or even if it's a, a uniform that doesn't make sense, but it's something that feels, I don't know, cohesive. See, I'm always perfectly happy seeing a band with no light show, just put the lights up on everybody and just watch people play. Those are fun. It depends on the show and the band, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I mean, I've seen some amazing American Nightmare shows where it's just, there was like, you know, a lamp in somewhere (laughs) and no power anywhere, you know? I remember seeing, I remember seeing that, uh, that Japanese, like whatever goth rock band, Deer and Gray. Okay. I saw them do a show one time and it was just this, and just incredible choreographed event with everyone had their places on stage and the singer looked like this Asian Tom York. And in the middle of it, he would chew on his hands. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Uh-huh. And what he was doing was he was like like a wrestler and he was getting the blood flowing and then he would just like rub it everywhere. Oh, I remember wow. thinking, well, that song is awful, but that well played, man. Well played. So he actually like <laughs> bit his... Actually bit into his fingers and ah. got the... Wow, yeah. That's, yeah, I don't like that. No, that's too much. Really? It's, not, no? it's, not, it's unsanitary. You just like them to pour the cow's blood <laughs> blood on before yeah, they play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I think, feel like there's also like nothing like sort of more depressing when like you're playing with some band in like some small club and like they've spent like they're doing all these outfits and like, all these road cases and you're yeah. like, guys, like <laughs> I know. That's the thing is, I there's that that ha- that line between yeah. just being silly about it, you yeah. know. Um, you just have to. I think if it if it's pure, then yeah. it works. If it's if it's contrived, it, you can. I can. Yeah, you can see a, a faker from a mile. Yeah, away. You, can t- <laughs> you can tell if they're being yeah. honest about it. Yeah. Where the band name come from? Uh, Frank Iron the Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> it came from uh, me feeling like I I I'm I'm the exact opposite of of like a front man or like a a party like i despise interaction of any kind so so i was like (laughs) so i was like oh i don't know i just yeah (laughs) so i figured well i should name the band something like that so like that'll like i don't know be like the self-fulfilling prophecy like they'll be the party and i don't have to partake in it so you're basically just catering uh I, I'm I'm trying to fool people into thinking I I know what I'm doing up there, so dude. Funny. I've seen Leathermouth. You're like an intense frontman. Um, yeah, it's a you know it's a different thing too. I, I feel like with that with that project, it, it, you know, I'm I'm channeling a different part of my psyche. I feel like you know, like but with this, it's um, it's a little bit more intimate, and in that uh, and that can be awkward and. Uh, nerve-wracking so uh yeah so (laughs) what do you think makes it intimate like more intimate is it the guitar is that maybe i don't know maybe it's the way i i I wrote the songs and the way everything came about you know um i think when listening to to this record you know for better or for worse uh i I made a a conscious decision to to keep the songs as pure as possible so i i never went back and like like if i if i was fleshing out a song i didn't go back and be like oh no i need to like move this chorus here or I need to you know like do different things some of the guitars on there too are, are I took from from demo recordings and uh I wanted it to be like moments in time so it's very much uh like a, a patch like I for me like when I listen to the record I I can hear myself in a basement like figuring these songs out huh. you know which I that was the point and when you like do you, does it like, does it all just start off on guitar or with, you know, your large group of friends who are players, you know, that you want to work with, 
do you think of who you want to play a certain part while you're putting the song together? Well, not with these songs because I, I honestly didn't. I didn't think I was writing a record. I just I was just writing songs, and huh. and it ended up like what happened was I I have this I have my bag of pills with me at all times, and I had this like horrible stomach ailment that I never feel good. So uh, it started to get really bad. So uh, at a certain point, it was kind of felt like it was sucking all the life out of me. So uh, I decided to, uh, in, in defiance of, of how I felt, like every time I would, I would start to feel sick and ill and just want to lay up in bed and, and take a bunch of medication, I would go downstairs and write a song. So I, I started to, to do all these, these songs and make these things. And I had no idea what I was making. It just, it just ended up becoming you know, like, oh, wow, I have a grip of songs now. And this kind of feels like a record. Maybe I should put this out. What's the ailment again? Um, you mentioned well, I asked yeah. you that once I can't remember it it's, a, it's like a bacterial overgrowth of the lower intestine uh. and basically all right, we all have bacteria inside us right that um, digests our food for us and, and keeps mm-hmm. us healthy um, but sometimes uh, certain people have uh, a disjointment in, in that bacteria so like you'll have more of the bad than the good so for me it's like um, the nerve endings and stuff inside my, my stomach like it, it senses pain when I digest and so um, every couple of months I have to go through like a, uh, treatment of, of antibiotics c- to kill everything. And then I feel pretty good for a little while. And then it comes, it grows back and then I feel shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just so. like carry a bucket of acidophilus with you? Oh or? yeah. Wait. Right here. Do you? Wow. Yep. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. It's a sparkly pill case. Yeah. So. That's wow. Is that genetic? Did you have you always had that? Uh, yeah, but I, you know, it really uh started to to take hold like in my early teens, you know, and stress helps yeah, not at say. all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's one of those things. But it, have you tried like all different kinds of doctors? Like I only say this because I happen to go to the acupuncturist today. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, so. I've never tried acupuncture. Uh, mm-hmm. but I actually just came from my uh, gastroenterologist this morning, and Thanks. trying to get my antibiotics before tour. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. How long's yeah. the tour? Uh, well, the first one is a month, mm-hmm. and that'll be U.S. Uh, for September into October, and then uh, we're working on uh, a U.K. run in November. Very cool. Are you doing it in a van? Are you doing? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> van trailer. Yeah. yeah. Right on. And you'll of course be driving the whole time. <laughs> you won't let me. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Hire someone. <laughs> God. It's kind of touring in a van is kind of fun. I mean, like I pretty much only toured in a van, but mm-hmm. it is kind of fun being able to like actually see what's going on and like stop places and like exactly to have that you know that uh, ability to do what you want to do and not yeah. have to worry about you know a bus call and all that shit. It's like walking versus taking a cab. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was so funny though, man. Like, see, so you tweeted at me like excited to see you on Monday. Yeah, and I. Like, I have to, like, you know, like, my sister's on TV. I get, like, a lot of conversation to it, but I've never had, like, so many people were, like, responding, like, and it was all, like, my chem fan 420 or, like, oh, really? it's so yeah. crazy how it seems like you have so many people that are still so excited about, like, what you're doing, which is cool. No, yeah, it's amazing, man. Like, you know, knock on knock on wood, like, people still give a shit, which is, is it's a good feeling to have, you know, that that, that people care and, and, and appreciate the things that you, you make, you know, um... Yeah, a bunch, I have a, a couple of friends that refuse to talk to me over on Twitter anymore. I don't know why, because they get like notification. I, I say like they have their notifications set to stun, and like they'll just get this like thing. And if you have a push notification, like it'll freeze you up for about an hour. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of funny. I'd sometimes just like randomly say like, "Hey, what's up, man? You, oh. What are you doing? Are we going to do that place tonight?" And just just so he can't use his phone for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's amazing. I would totally do that too. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Of course, I didn't know your phone shut off due to excessive heat until yesterday. Oh, so. man, that just happened to me the other day. Right? Really? I didn't know yeah. that happened either. Yeah. Yep. That was it's a surprise. A, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was do, I was painting something in, in my driveway and uh, I had the phone down and I was listening to like some radio station on you know, Pandora or something. And, uh, and all of a sudden the phone was just like, whoa. And like, I think like an arm came out and just like wiped its brow. Was yeah. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I need a break. Wow. Yeah. It's like, oh, the black case on the, of rubber on the oh, back yeah. didn't yeah. stop the heat from getting through. Yeah, I, the, we were at the kids at the pool yesterday, and I was like, my wife was like, go call and see what we're going to next. I'm like, well, I can't because my phone is too hot. <laughs> it told me because it's taking over everything, and I'm afraid. Man. Are you prepared for 
you know, uh, after being in my camp, when you go out on tour yourself to mm-hmm. what you didn't like that. I thought you were going to say, are you prepared for robots to really take over? <laughs> and I was like, finally, That's I'm really funny, yes. wanting to talk about this. This is legitimate. I think Frank, you'd be very comfortable asking this. Mm. Techno fear. Like, oh, absolutely. Yep. Machines yeah, get man. smarter than us. And then that's game over. It's weird. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, we're in this position where we grew up without any of this shit. And now, you know, in our lives, it's such a big part of it that you can't imagine not having it. You know, like in doing all the things that we do, like an email comes in and if you don't answer that email in like an hour, somebody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just didn't check my email. Like, is that weird? Like I thought like, I always thought there was a grace period of a day for an email. Cause like, so there's not anymore. <laughs> well, I th- yeah, I thought email was supposed to be the snail mail of of the of communication. Yeah. Like you got texting. Why didn't you tweet at me? I get back to you immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you wanted to use your phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing now it's just basically implied that everyone has their phone on them twenty four hours exactly. a day. So, so it's the- not like you're not sitting somewhere where you get it. So I feel like yeah, that expectation's there. Right? Yeah, that yeah. you need to be reached constantly, no matter what it is. Like. I need I, I access guess it's how to you. mad we get at our parents when we say, no, I understand you have the phone with you, but I need you to turn it on <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah. while you're out. Uh, oh, man. Which is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you have a phone? <laughs> but, but you, so you can get angry when I don't respond? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually... Uh, it's not like she listens to this, but... <laughs> Yours doesn't listen to the so podcast either. No, that is mine. That's why I feel comfortable saying whatever. One of these days, they're both gonna like just go back and screen through these, and we're gonna get <laughs> fucked or not fucked. Do you get into <laughs> Do you get into any of that stuff though? Like the singularity, or Ray Kurzweil, and that sci-fi. These ideas that like machines will get smarter than us, and then sort of like turn on us. Because I feel like it's like going to be a real issue, not for a little while, but but see, it's the turn on thing. Uh-huh. Because we can turn them off, and that's what's going to happen. What happens when they get so much exponentially more brilliant than us that, like, they figure out a way to, to, not, to, to bypass yeah. that? Like, they're so much smarter, we can't even comprehend how. We are their gods. You don't murder God, do you? Oh, <laughs> shit. <don't> <laughs> well, Ray Kurzweil says 2045. Ah, that's specific. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, See, for, you know, and right for there, whenever you put a date on anything, AI. that's when I go ask. But he's happen. predicted <laughs> stuff consistently for, like, the last, like, 30, 40 years. Wait, he said self-aware... AI. No, he said that's that's when humans merge as machines. Oh no, and uh, it becomes one singularity. Right. Oh, I back that. Twenty forty five. Yeah, but he I'm predicted the year like a computer would beat a human at chess. Like he predicted all this stuff pretty far out, wow. and like he knows where things are. It. I don't know. So all right, but in, in singularity, does that mean too that we're all interconnected? And there's at that point no secrets from anybody anymore. Everybody can access everybody. Pretty much. I right. think that's where things are going now anyways. Like, pr- where we are. Pri- privacy is like mm-hmm. going to be just a thing that is just gone. Like Not, not like NSA privacy, but just everyone's going to be so connected. Right. Like that, yeah. That, that that's, exist. Yeah. That makes me nauseous. Yeah. What makes me yeah. nauseous is the people who don't care. Like my wife is like, well, I have nothing to hide. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> no. The point yeah. is you don't want people reading your mail. I, don't read my Everybody's email. got something to hide. Yeah, uh, everybody. I does. agree. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And if you, I, I feel like if you don't, you should. I, well, I, <laughs> but I, have, a, I have a monkey who doesn't have anything to hide. <laughs> but like once that stuff isn't just your email, it's like implanted in your brain. brain. See the joke right. I made? Like, you know, like they'll just basically able to read your mind. But but I feel like everyone will be able to read everyone, so it's almost won't. That's like thing, level yeah. the playing field almost. Guess so. I, here's the safety net I have about it. Go watch old, like Buck Rogers serials, like from the 30s. And see what everyone thought the future was going to be. Oh yeah, and then put that to movies from the '80s of what everybody thought the future was going to be, and then do it to the night, and then do it to like five years ago, you know, mm-hmm. where everything is yeah, so yeah, yeah. fast, it's, it's and you're really still going to be like, "What do you mean there's no hoop collars here on my well, shoulders?" <laughs> like that. I feel like everyone thought it was going to be like hoverboards, and that I read an article about this, how like all the hoverboards and all that stuff and flying cars isn't happening, but what is happening is like social networking, and that's right. that's where the technology is going. Totally like, ripped off. I want a fucking hoverboard. I would rather have I know. I would much rather have a hoverboard <laughs> than an iPhone, yeah. for sure. Right. I mean, in I a know. second. I would ra- yeah, I would rather be able to a hoverboard than have to answer an email in, in 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. That sounds way better. Maybe we can shift this. So I feel, I feel like, less guilty about someone in a factory in China making a hoverboard because that at least gives them an, they can fly away. <laughs> an escape route, yeah. Yeah. We lost another one. Damn it. <laughs> we got to stop making Lost the fucking door. <laughs> Foxconn. 
<laughs> Are you prepared for people shouting out my chem songs when you play? That's, you know, I did not think of that until somebody else said it like uh, last week and then I started to get cold sweats. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, that's going to happen, isn't it? Can you just God respond? damn it. Well, Gerard sang him. I'm not going to play this. <laughs> right. He's not here. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to hear me sing the <laughs> fucking songs. That's cr- no way. Nobody wants to hear that. Here, here's what you should do. And this, and, and I think it's, you could say, all right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just do my parts. Trust me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then go on to play it, everything else. What's so funny is like, so that happens, that happens to us sometimes with Thursday songs. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then the person will be shouting it and you'll be like, ugh. And then after the show, they'll come up and they'll be like, such a big fan. Like, they, they don't think that what they're doing is, is like, yeah. is like disrespectful rude or disrespectful. Or anything, well, yeah. they, they're just excited. And they, and so it's hard to like, the, the intent isn't, isn't, isn't negative. It's not malicious. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it's also, you know. But that, you know, that even goes back to, this is actually a full circle, right? That goes back to how, do, how, how do you not? You know, I feel like with everything that we have these days with the technology of the social networking and then just, you know, being on the internet in general, I feel like we've lost our tact and, and like the human interaction of just being polite and nice to people and, and realizing that I could just say nothing at all. You know what I mean? And, and that's okay. Like you should just maybe not say anything or think about what you're going to say before you say it. Um, so I, I think that's rough too, where somebody will, will tweet you, um, you know, a barrage of questions without just looking it up themselves. If it's the same amount of characters to type into Google, right. instead of to type into your, like, it's just, I if just need ever, it right now. You need to tell me right now. I need to be in your face. Like, if anyone ever asks me for directions, I'm like, here's the address. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you can find the directions. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's crazy. What sort of what you're saying too, as I've noticed, like when I go to shows, it's like, no one can ever not yell something out. If there's like a second of silence. I know. And it's such a weird, like, is that just like a, where does that come from? I don't know if it maybe it's like this, uh, like a nervousness of like just letting a moment pass. Uh, I think that's what it is, or it's or it is like, oh shit, this is my moment. Right, right. Like, I need everyone I to hear attention. my voice. I'm going to say a word. It's like that, <laughs> it's like that Pat Oswalt record where the guy screams during the, the the quiet part of a setup, and then he just goes off in this like. <laughs> Like dealing with him as mm-hmm. kind of a heckler because he's just like, well, you just can't handle silence. Like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so. It's like it's the so goblins strange. come. He's like, this does this great bit about it, but it is very bizarre. I think it's the same thing too. With the, you can't just watch a show and, and experience. Just allow yourself to have the experience without taping it. Yeah. a video that you're never going to watch. And it must be weird for you having like started playing playing music live sort of before like. Mm-hmm. I what all that stuff was advent and i'd imagine and now it's so different it's like it's very you know, strange, yeah, yeah. like just having and sort of knowing that whatever you do on stage is going to be like for it makes it so much harder to play like a new song because you don't want to try it out because you know everyone's gonna be able to see it that's the thing is you know that was a problem you know early on too like or not early on but like later on it was like we want to flesh stuff out we want to have these moments with people where it's this is a special thing like we're going to just do this but the second you do that it's released like, and if you go and, and maybe that's, maybe it's not done. So you go and finish it and whatever. Like people are like, that's not how that fucking song was. I heard that song already. Like, you know, you, you're not allowed to, to be a, uh, an artist or a band anymore. Uh, that's it's troubling. It's weird. So like the, like the bootleg industry, if it, we could call that is kind of gone because no one's making any money off it. They're just no, putting yeah. it up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's a wow, huge, it's yeah. a, I think it's an even bigger problem with comedians because yeah. they really need oh, to yeah. work stuff out live and mm-hmm. like gauge what people react to, what they don't. And then if it goes up there, people are like, oh, I saw that bit. And exactly. it's like, it's, it's so and you, Yeah, you don't get a lot of people coming to comedy shows and be like, hey, do that joke I heard 800 times. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But it's got to be hard for a band because, you know, if you're, you're playing with the set list and mm-hmm. now people, I've, I've seen people at shows just write down every song well, on the phone. So they have a record of that set list, they're, you know, because that was their yeah. show, which is weird because they are a fan and that is their show. You're there for them. But I don't know. Again, so taking- I've done like reviews of shows where it's like, I'll be like, oh, um, I wanted to see like what order or something and I'll look it up and there's set lists for both bands for every show. Yeah. Like every show and like not even like huge bands. And I'm like, who is the, per- who are the people that are like, as soon as they get home are like. It's the same guy that goes to the baseball game when they like. Yeah. It's so d- crazy. But I'm like, like someone pitches. does yeah. this. I, that, that's a, um, uh, like a collector that I don't, I, I, I appreciate that what you do, like, right. that it's, that's your thing. It's not my thing. I just that's don't get like, the payoff, I guess. Yeah. I don't either. I, you know, what do you collect? Um, junk, uh, <laughs> <laughs> musical instruments, uh, 
vinyl. Uh, I could tell that with the seven. You made good vinyl. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff from my childhood. Like anything that that I don't know. Sentimental stuff. I have stuff. I collect a piece of everything I've ever done. I have Tupperware bins of like just junk <laughs> that everybody's like, who cares? Like you had this weird bracelet from a show in fucking Florida in like 2002. I do. I wrote down on what, who played and everything on. I have, I scrapbook everything, man. That it's is crazy. cool. Yeah. I, I have some whacked out shit from my kids too, that my wife is like, you need to stop collecting <laughs> just random junk that they've made or that they found. I have a rock that my my girl, my little girl Cherry found and she uh, she picked it up and she's like, this is the coolest rock. And I was like, yeah, it's really awesome. And then she was like, an ant! And she threw it and it hit me in the leg <laughs> and I saved it and I wrote that on it. <laughs> I back Weird that. Shit, right? I've had this art, like we had, you know, a whole bunch of crayon drawings, the kids did just random things and... Trish just went and took them out recycling. And I was like, but I, mm-hmm. I know. It's like, it's part of the process of their lives. <laughs> I'm the opposite, but I feel like it's just because I live in Brooklyn. My apartment's so small. Yeah, I did someone like, before. if I get like a gift bag or something, I'm like, what's in it? Like, I'm probably going to not want any of this stuff. <laughs> right. You should just keep it. <laughs> those, those, <laughs> and then you sound like kind of a dick. But yeah. Like, ah, yeah. oh, just please. Yeah. I, a lot of people in my family are those type of people where like, you try to give them a gift and they're like, ah, oh, what? <laughs> What is it? I don't want. Where I, am I gonna put yeah. it? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. Fucking pretend like you appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's all thank you. Totally throw right. it out totally when I'm not right. looking. Yeah. No, I know. No, but I know what you mean. I mean, I'm one day. I will, my whole family will will suffer under a, a pile of rubble. We, we will all die together, <laughs> <laughs> suffocating under memories. I mean, is it, when you say you collect and you collect like things from your childhood, is mm-hmm. it stuff that like you binged on? Like, was it? Like, you know, toy fan or comics or all of the above. That's the thing is like, I feel like my collection isn't just based on this one specific thing. It is tons of junk that I just, it triggers memories for me, Uh you know, and I can, you know, we'll go through if you, we can, one day you guys should do the podcast from my house. We'll go through all my junk and I'll tell you a story about every single fucking piece of junk. I feel like we should do that with the video. (laughs) Sure. Right. Of course, then everyone will know his house and where he lives. <laughs> we'll just stick to audio for it. Stick to we'll audio take for pictures. It. There you go. Yeah. Yes. That's a great idea. All right. Let's go now. <laughs> Is your van out front? No. <laughs> How'd you pick the guys in your band? Did you have to audition them or was that weird? No. Yeah, that would be weird. Uh, the, the only person I, I hadn't played with before was Matt Olson, the drummer. And um, man, it you know, it's so hard to find find a drummer. Is it, I feel like for this band too, like I... I I really wanted people that I got along with, like that I could live in a van with for a while. And so that was like, that was weird. I was like waiting for him to be like, Oh, by the way, like I uh, kill kids and snort a lot of Coke. Like, <laughs> like at any moment, you know, yeah. for that. Point. One of those I'm not cool. With. <laughs> but he, he was amazing. I mean, I met him through a, a mutual friend. He just showed up one day. We just started play and never looked back. So. It, it, this sounds trite, but I don't know why just recently. And I, played i'm not good but and i love watching music but just how hard it is to have a bunch of people on stage playing a song from start to finish <laughs> and have it work yeah like it's a really difficult thing to do and i still think being a stand-up is like the hardest job ever you're alone you're out there yeah. you're really putting yourself out there but like if i don't do this right the other guy can do his part right all he wants and it's going to be fucked up like <laughs> that's true I, it's hard I remember, yeah. I'll never remember just being in this little band in college and touring and we had a day off and like, well, let's go practice. I remember being like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. We should do that. Right. <laughs> we should do that. We should find a room and practice as if I, I just discovered the atom. <laughs> like it amazed me. And I just, the more, the more I, cause I don't get to go out and see bands as much anymore. So when I do just watching yeah, play live, right. It's a hard thing to do. It is. I, I tend to be, uh, the, a bit of like a enthusiast on, on the practice. Like I, I love uh, rehearsals. I, I even like high school bands, like I would have like, I, I would practice so much. I would want everyone to practice so much that they would just be like, just stop, man. I like, I don't even want to do this anymore. You know, like we would like, I was like seven hours a night. Like, That's trying, how you weed them out. Oh yeah. Exactly. Just <laughs> punishing everybody. Play it again. <laughs> I, I've had like the same of a similar realization lately, but it's more like what, playing live is like 
or playing music seems like it's such a small part of being in a band kind of as you get older. Like That's there's true. so much other like business stuff or like advancing a tour or like routing or like how are we going to do this? Or like, yeah. let's try to get a string sponsorship or like, it seems like there's so many like mundane things that go into this thing that everyone perceives as being so cool. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing too. Like when you're, I mean, when you're doing it for, for real and, and you, you know, there's not management or anything like else helping you with that, it gets nutty. Like to even just remember all this shit that you have to do. And then, you know, like people will say like, well, uh, how come you're not touring Croatia? And you're like, I, holy fuck, do you know what goes into me coming to Croatia? Like, it'd be, it's insane. Like, the the overhead and, like, the the travel and all this stuff. It's like, I want, you would love to go everywhere. Right. But just, even just doing a U.S. tour, like, that's would be the simplest for a U.S. band. Yeah, sorry, so nobody plays hard. Alaska, and it's because you don't would, make it back. Yeah. And it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And, like, no, and I don't mean, like, you physically don't make right. it back. They're scary up there. No, but it's, <laughs> it's, I remember talking, uh, remember, what's, what's the Fugazi documentary? Instrument. Uh, instrument instrument yeah and I remember them having the meeting well it's going to cost this much to play and right. i know they would really love the show but it i mean is it refreshing deal? for you in a way to kind of go from playing like huge venues and stuff to kind of being back and like kind of in the trenches in a way you know not starting yeah. over but kind of re-experiencing maybe where you were in the early days of no the absolutely band? no it is starting over you know yeah. I, and that's what i said too like um when when the, the we knew the record was going to come out and we wanted to start doing touring you know, I talked to uh, my agent or whatever, and I was like, I don't want to do, like, a headlining tour. I don't feel the need to, to do that. You know, I mean, the band needs to, to build and become a band. And, and and I was like, please look for opening spots and small things here and there that we can just do and, and find our legs. You know what I mean? Like, I, there, it's a lot of work that goes into it. And, uh, you know, you have to be willing to do that in order to, to make it work, you know. You sound smart. <laughs> a lot of bands listening listen to what he's saying yeah. well i mean yeah and, and we were fortunate to to be able to get that kind of stuff you know what i mean but like uh, yeah you there's a lot of i get asked a lot like you know how do i you know make it in in, in being uh in a band you know like how do we make it like how do we get signed and it's like dude i don't know <laughs> like you just gotta you know you gotta make your band what you always wanted it to be and go out there and prove it to people that this is the shit. You know what I mean? If you believe in it and you love it, then that's all that matters. Like the the other stuff ha- will come, and maybe you don't even need some of that other stuff. But you know, if you don't if you don't love what you have and you're not doing it because you just have to do it, then there's no point. You know. I feel I feel that question is so much more daunting now mm. with the way of the internet because. You know, you could throw up a, a stage it show yourself and and let people build over time if you wanted to do it that way. Like there's other avenues. It used to be, I, I saw a kid ask Tom DeLong once, said, what do you do? And he said, you move home, you get your debts down to zero and you buy a van and you go out. And yeah. that was it. And I was like, wow, that's great advice. Never thought about that. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal, you know? And he's like, it, it, it's kind of like what you just said, Jonah, that the there's so much other stuff. Like the music band part is kind of the given. Mm-hmm. It's all the other crap that right. you have to put in there. And I mean crap in the nicest way because I haven't talked to, I've talked to a few people who enjoy it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like the playing and getting there. So that's, uh, that's half what you read there. It's like get the band going first and then see where it goes. Do you, when, with this project and you picking and choosing everything, has that been something you've been enjoying? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's weird. Like, you know, doing a project like this, there's no one there to, to, to hone, you know, to rein you in mm-hmm. you know, or be like, Hey, this is really great. Or, Hey, this is fucking terrible. You should never do that. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it kind of just is, it is what it is. And then when I put the band together, like this is going to be the first time that I'm actually hearing the songs in this setting and letting the songs breathe and become, you know, real people, <laughs> so to speak. You know, like, I feel like they were, they were what they were for the record, but now like the, for the, the show, it's going to turn into something completely different, which is really interesting to me. Even down yeah. to like picking out the merch and designs and stuff. Like I love you, doing that. Yeah. I was going to say, you get to be the final, like, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I did that with my cam, uh, like all the merch and stuff. Yeah. Really? That was all? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I thought that would be more of a collective, like everyone voting in. But. You know, I mean, certain things, you know, would be like, yeah, like, oh, I like this, I like that. But like, for the most part, like, we would have our, our individual jobs kind of thing, you know, like, and merch was, was always mine. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I withdraw the question. <laughs> <laughs> when, well, actually, with that, who did the art for the 7-inch? 
I did. You did. So, yeah. so did you did design a lot of the merch for the show or things yeah. that were going out? Um, yeah. For, for that seven inch, um, that was just an art piece that I had made and photographed and, and put that together. Uh, actually with a uh, friend of ours, Charlie. Um, she helped me, you know, like put it into vectors and stuff like that. And, um, and then for the, uh, for the record, um, I knew I wanted something that, that represented like, uh, I guess something every day, but, but if you look closely, you find beauty in it. Uh, just like, a, like a, a frail, powerful image kind of thing. So, uh, when, when I was trying to put everything together, I actually stumbled across Heather Gable had, had done this, this, uh, this photo shoot, um, in a field and it was like these like dew ridden uh spider webs that were just the some of the most gorgeous images I've ever seen in my entire life. And I called her up and I said, Heather, like I really want to work with you on on this record. And this is like I I really want this photo. And she was like, Oh, cool. So like we worked out the rest of the the uh the imagery together. Like the rest of the photos are stuff that I took and we just kind of put them together and and worked on the color scheme and it came out pretty good. Yeah even better when it's something like you found and then you like you know uh, it was it's like something that fit what you were thinking exactly i, I mean she's phenomenal yeah. to begin with i mean some of the stuff that she she's, it's just so smart and so so beautiful but like with that that was crazy like i had this idea in my head and then when i saw that i was like that's everything i ever wanted in in this so uh yeah i had to call her up right away and snatch it <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful i like it now let's get down to it how do I get this on the cover of my album? Because that's phenomenal. <laughs> yes, exactly. that's really cool, and that's yeah. very cool. I mean, I'm sure she was uh, love to hear that. She's awesome. Yeah, she's so. Right. She have her. She was up here for an art show maybe last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys gotta have her on. She's yeah, I love her. I saw that on the, on the Facebook. Yeah, I went. I saw her. But right on. I didn't think about having her in here. Yeah, I'm well. An idiot. Uh, <laughs> do you ever think about relaunching your clothing line? Um, no. I, and the reason I did that was um, I used the 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 money from the clothing and stuff like that to fund the label to help okay. the other bands so um but really it all started because i found that band the mean reds and i wanted to work with them so bad so we ended up doing that and then of course we met the architects and we did a record with them and it was just like i found all these great bands i i, I wanted to, to work with and put a record out for and i realized though I, i'm that it wasn't nothing I ever really wanted. I never wanted to be a record executive. You know, what I mean, that's not my my thing. Uh, I just wanted to help bands, you know. And I feel like there's so much that goes into it, and uh, it's just now with like having family and my own thing, like I just can't. I was going to ask you know? if that was if that was an avenue you were actually thinking of. Yeah, nah, I don't know. I mean, I, I love I love working with bands. I love you know being in the studio with bands and 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 helping them see the their projects come to fruition, but. It's, it, it takes like, so it, much out of you. Yeah, but it sounds like you're the executive the industry needs. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know about that. You know what but. I mean? <laughs> that's like the people who should be in politics like, are the ones that are like, why would I want to do that? That's some soul-crushing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not get anything done yeah. and be sad all the time. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and fight constantly. I'm sorry, Frankie. I think I just... Uh, uh, I think I now subscribe to your point of view in the record industry. It's some soul crushing shit. Kind of. It's like, why, it's like, why is your desk between me and my own poster? Like, that's weird. <laughs> I've never been in those kind of meetings. Um, who are you supporting on the tour? Uh, it's, I, it's Take Max Sunday and the Used on the first tour. Oh, wow. It's right kind of nuts. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's like a high school reunion type thing. It's kind <laughs> of rad. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, Thank you for to them for for wanting us on it. It's kind of it's hilarious. I'm I, so excited. I saw them here. I saw that tour, and there were so many people there. Like, yeah. they were so psyched. Yeah, yeah. Was, people were so excited about like. I mean, they love people. Love those bands, like yeah. you know, and I'll always have. You know what I mean? But now too, like it feels like with that tour together, like kids are just psyched to yeah. see that yeah, happening. So, so yeah, it's yeah. it's so weird. It feels like so much time has passed, but it's like still sort of feels the same. Yeah, and, and and I mean this as a compliment for you being the tame front man on that tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from like Bert and Adam, just I, like, where are they going to be? <laughs> dude, that shit gives me such agita. Like really? seeing them climb those fucking know, things and like hang upside down. Oh, I can't. Wa- I'm 
No. Get all like I was just in lightheaded. I was working on those Alternative Press Awards. Uh-huh. And that dude from 21 Pilots. Oh, like, I saw a picture of that. And I was standing right next to the scaffolding and he just like was holding the mic and he climbed up like 30 or 40 feet and was just up there and I was like, I like couldn't even watch it. Seriously. Like, it was so hard uh-huh. for me to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I even think about it. No, I, I'm I'm starting to get a little ill. Like yeah. <laughs> actually, like thinking about that, I I don't I don't understand it. I I respect people that can do it. I would never in a million <laughs> fucking years ever do that. Me There's neither. No way. Ever. Never. No way. I had I came from um, we, we went to uh, the spin has like a pure volume thing, and uh, they were like, oh, we're gonna do like a Q and A and like a, a, a acoustic uh, performance, and they set up this. Uh, this little stool chair, but it was like real bouncy and wobbly, and I couldn't, <laughs> I like couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Like I was, like, could you imagine climbing scaffolding? <laughs> Fuck that! No way. Yeah, <laughs> they had to set up apple boxes for me to put my feet on because I couldn't. Like I was just moving too much. It was odd. Just could you guys get some sliders to stabilize this, some Velcro or Seriously. something? Because I can't. Did you have to get strapped into the stool? I, I wish. I wish they had some sort of strappage. <laughs> I love thinking that, like how careful you are, especially after seeing you perform live because you do jump around on stage a lot. So I feel like that's different. I don't know, like well, because you're grounded, you know where possibly, you're going to land yeah. exactly. You know, sometimes. <laughs> um, dude, thank you so much for hanging oh, out with please. us today. Thank you guys so divine. much. Congrats on everything. Thank you. It's cool because <laughs> I don't. Know, it's just it, it's it's an it's a fun process to watch. Oh. And and I do follow you on the twitters, <laughs> as do I. Yeah, follow you. Uh, well, you. Tweet a lot more, and you have cool <laughs> stuff going on. And we have uh, this. This is divine. Thanks to this, these gentlemen here. You can check. Where's the best people for people to kind of get updates on what you're doing? Or um, I guess what well, you can go to the website, which is www.frank-iero.com, and I E R O. And check out Frank on Twitter and everything. You go to this ridiculous tour that's happening. Yeah, with Taking Back Sunday and the Used. Pick Beautiful. up the album on August 25th. August 25th. Mm-hmm. Who's putting that out? Uh, Staple. Staple, right mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And what's the title of the album? Stomach Aches. Stomach Aches. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God bless it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get you. I, I'm gonna, I meant to grab you the acupuncturist card. I actually oh, thought about you. That'd so be great. At the gut doctor. Let me know. <laughs> uh, follow us on the Twitter. Check us out at facebook.com slash going off track. And if you enjoyed listening to us with Frank right now, maybe hit the donate button on goingofftrack.com and Keep us going because as we say every week, having a podcast, unlike being in a band, a great way to break even in life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> having kids is a good way to break even too, right? Uh, oh, no, that's yeah. just a good way to have all the money go away to people who don't give it back. <laughs> At all. Yeah. All, all, all of it. Imagine don't paying someone that you have to save their life every five minutes. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's a good one. Oh, my heavens. You just defined parenting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to all my friends, you're going to hear that line for the rest of your lives. <laughs> Pretty and, good. And I'm going to pretend it was mine. <laughs>